Welcome to the Rock Ag Podcast. This is your host, Gary Coffey, Ag and Natural Resource Agent for the University of Kentucky in Rockcastle County. Today we will be joined by Dr. Nicole Goche, Extension Plant Pathologist for the University of Kentucky. We will be discussing plant sanitation practices for our gardens, yards, orchards, and vineyards that apply to removing dead, diseased plants at the end of the season to prevent carryover of diseases into next year's growing season. Thanks for joining us today, Dr. Goche. We have you on today to talk about some sanitation practices in our landscapes, our gardens, our orchards, vineyards. I think it all applies to the same thing. When we get to the fall like this, we have um, got some time. We got a lot of dead plant matter. It doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're in a greenhouse, in a garden, landscapes. And so one thing that I, I would like to ask to start off with is that whether we have a diseased plant or, a, or we don't have a diseased plant, is it important to take out dead plant matter, get rid of that, and kind of clean up around where we're growing our stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So when we clean up a garden or a vineyard or an orchard or, or any, any flower bed, so when we're cleaning it up, we are, we're taking dead plant matter out. We are, um, we are, aiming to get anything that might have been diseased or anything maybe infested by insects. So we're taking those problem things out. Um, so, so we can, that, that's our first focus, right? So sanitation in, in, a, in a bed or garden is just like sanitation in your house, right? You gotta keep it clean, it's hygiene. So your goal is to get out the diseased plants and I'm a plant pathologist, so I'm, I'm always gonna focus on disease, but you're getting the bad things out um, and in an ideal world, we've left the good things in, right? So we've left fallen leaves if they're there because that becomes mulch, that becomes compost, or compost in place, if you will. But so your, your goal is always to get the problem plants out. And we should not wait until November or, or the fall to get those out. They should, be, they should come out as we go. But realistically, we all put those things off for another day. I am guilty as anyone. So this seems to always be the time where we stop and focus. So yes, that's what I want everybody, uh, first and foremost, is to get out things that were problematic because diseases overwinter, insects overwinter, and uh, we, we've got to make sure that does not happen in, in our beds. So whenever we get down to the end of the year, and I'm going to use just a home garden for an example, is that, you know, I, I've got everything out, everything's been harvested, I've got just some plants out there, and the easiest thing for me to do is to run out there with a, a, a tractor, with a tiller, or something like that, and just incorporate those back, mow them down, incorporate them back into the soil. But in that instance, you're saying that we probably need to remove that plant matter first, and then seed back some kind of cover crop over top of it. I would love to see that happen. That's right. right. So, uh, so what you're talking about tilling or plowing in place, um, that's basically composting in place, right? So you're putting those nutrients right back into the soil. And that's an excellent thing to do. Again, it's if you had something that was diseased, you're putting it back as well. And you're letting that pathogen and the pathogen is whatever fungus or bacterium that uh, that causes disease. So you're letting that pathogen overwinter. And, and, and it's a delicate balance because I absolutely, and, and not just the easy way, but the best way is to compost it in place, to put it back into the soil. Um, and, and, you know, but, but we all know that, uh, you know, plants get diseased 
And so we have to be able to pull through those. So in an ideal world, I would like to see you go through, remove the plants that were diseased, for example, and then plow the rest in place. That might be a good happy medium um, for, for both scenarios. Okay. So whenever I go and I remove these plants, what do I do with them? How far away do I have to take them? Can I take them to the edge of the orchard, to the edge of the vineyard, to the edge of the garden? Can I take them, you know, do I need to take them a mile down the road? Do we need to dig a deep hole to put them in? You know, what, what am I supposed to do with this dead plant material that I'm taking out of, out of whatever it is I'm growing? So that's the million dollar question. And so I'm going to give you the sciency answer. It Good. depends. So um, for instance, a bacterial disease is going to be spread by splash. So any kind of rain splash is not, is not going to spread that far. Some fungal spores will, um, are designed by nature to fly very long distances and others don't fly a very long distance at all. So it, it really depends on which of, the, which of the pathogens we're talking about. But we can just say the further you go, the better. You're incrementally Im improving your chances um, the further away you go. So you're never going to drop a disease plant um, or, or leaf or a disease plant part in place. So anytime you're pruning, anytime you're, you're, um, you're going through and making these pruning cuts, you're never going to drop them. So, so put them in a wheelbarrow, in a cart or, or trailer, how, whatever the size of your, your situation, and get it out of there. I don't like to see it on the edge. That's too close for comfort for me. Um, if you're in a rural area and you have a large property, you can usually go to the other end of the property. Um, most, most people in rural properties have some kind of brush pile or burn pile or compost pile, that type of thing. Um, so the further away, the better. Burying, of course, is, um, you know, makes total sense. It works, but it's unrealistic in, in, in an everyday situation. Burning works, but we have to make sure that we burn before those pathogens wake up again in the spring. And that's something, you know, February, March is rainy. So are we going to get to our burn piles and burn fast enough? Uh, probably not. So let's just think about the further away, the better, whatever works for you. In an urban area, it might be going into the garbage can um, or, or the uh, commercial composting, but um, in a rural area, just to the other side of the property, as far as you can get. Okay, that sounds good. You kind of, um, I want to touch on one thing real quick that you mentioned, and, and it, the, it depends answer. So one thing I would like to give our extension service credit for is that if you have a problem, it is a great idea to bring that problem in we can send that to the lab, we can get that diagnosed, and then we can tell you exactly. There's no depends at that point. We can that tell is you exactly right. what to do. Yes. <laughs> That's right. So, so for everybody listening, we do have a plant disease diagnostic lab. There are two of them in the state, and your county extension agent can help you submit any samples if your agent doesn't know. And uh, sometimes agents don't know because they don't have the high powered microscopes in order to see some of these microscopic organisms. But um, often we can work through it um, over the phone or by email. If not, we'll send a sample in, there's no charge. And, you're, and then from there, we can give you the most accurate information. We usually have fact sheets that uh, coincide with most of the common diseases that you'll see in the garden. Okay. 
Very good. One thing that I wanted to ask you about as well, and I see it uh, with uh, vineyards and orchards, seems like more, but I know that it would also be prevalent in gardens and greenhouses and stuff, is a lot of times whenever this fruit gets a disease, it just dries up and falls off and hits the ground. Well, even if I go through and remove dead plant material, if I remove limbs or whatever, that dead fruit's still there, how big of a problem is that? That is a huge problem. Um, so, so, so let's, let's think about too, as we talk about this, we have annual plants, garden, landscape, uh, fruit, whatever, and an annual, the whole plant is removed at the end of the year. You plant a whole new plant the next year. That's very different than a perennial, uh, like a, a woody tree or, a, um, like a woody shrub, like say your, um, cane berries, like blackberry, raspberry, or apple or peaches, or your wood, more woody plants. Um, those are there for the long haul. So think about as things fall, um, they are there on the ground to splash right back up into that canopy the next spring. So we'll talk a little bit about a disease cycle is that our plant pathogens, our fungi and our bacteria, they don't like it cold. So they're going to go into essentially a dormancy for the winter and they're going to wake up in spring, usually around April, right at the time that our plants or their favorite plant is um, putting on new leaf growth or flowers or, or small fruit. So they, they've timed this uh, life cycle just perfectly. So yeah, any, any fruit that has, or vegetables that have fallen onto the ground are going to have that dormant or that sleeping uh, fungus most of the time, but bacterium um, possible, and it's just gonna be dormant there all winter. And if it's not removed, it's gonna be a source or inoculum for splash back up into that canopy in the spring. Okay. So the main important thing is, and, and it seems like with everything that we're, we've talked about so far, is that any kind of dead plant material, fruit, limbs, leaves, whole plants, whatever it is that we're dealing with, it's important to get that out of there, get rid of that, take it somewhere, you know, make sure it's away from whatever it is, our orchards, our vineyards, our gardens, landscapes, whatever. Make sure. Yeah. That's right. So it's just being clean. Um, it's clean outside, just like you're clean inside. And, and just that general concept, I think, can lead you through um, almost any situation, because there's going to be, there's always going to be an odd situation or a specific situation for your garden or for your orchard. And it's, it's basically the same concept if you just think about it. So one other question I have is that timing of doing this is something that I, I wonder about because I know that sometimes we can actually spread the disease ourselves by if, if we've got a diseased plant and it happens to be, you know, a moist day, high humidity, it's warm. And we, if we're actually moving this plant around through an orchard, just for an example, and we can actually be spreading that disease. So when should I be trying to move this stuff and get it out of there? Okay, so if you have a, so different diseases have different uh, severities, right? So some are just really so severe that when you see the first signs of it, you're hurrying up and getting it out. Other diseases, we kind of tolerate. Um, so maybe some of the leaf spots, we would tolerate a little bit more. So again, it depends. But um, so if you have, let's say, a, a very severe disease like fire blighted apples, so your goal really is to get some of these infections out as soon as possible. Um, and so when you see them, so if it's say a woody apple tree, 
uh, we might be talking about removal of a branch. Whereas if we have anthracnose crown rot of strawberries, we're talking about removing the entire plant. So it just, you know, er, there are so many diseases and so many disease plant combinations. But what you're aiming for is a dry day. So you don't want, so a lot of these, especially bacteria, moves in water. So these, these microscopic bacterial cells need a film of water to move around. So if it's humid or like the dew has set, that that bacteria is much more easily spread by this film of water on our hands, on our tools, et cetera. Um, so a dry day is better. Um, a dry season like midsummer is, is better than that. And um, of course the cold dormant winter time is, is ideal as well. Um, again, if we know what exactly you are dealing with, if it's something that's, that's odd or maybe really severe, we might give you specific directions, but do aim for a dry day or a dry season and um, try not to shake, like if leaves are falling, try not to shake it, get it onto, some people even use a tarp. They'll prune right onto a tarp and they can drag it out or right onto a trailer. So the, the less debris that falls, the better as well. Okay. That sounds good. So one thing that we want to talk about uh, and get this in is that um, the composting of these plants, of this diseased part of plants, is that something that I can do in my compost pile in my backyard? You know, if they're diseased, do I not need to incorporate those into my compost pile? Um, how, how, what's your recommendations on moving forward with those diseased plants in a composting situation? Okay, so for um, a, a compost pile to be able to heat up enough to destroy any of these fungi or bacteria, viruses, the, the temperature of the compost pile has to get 165 degrees. And that's kind of a rule of thumb. So anywhere, anywhere in that range, 165 degrees is very hot. So we know big compost piles that steam, they are reaching that 165 degrees but our home compost piles rarely do. Um, so it's a slower compost, it's a colder compost, and it's always much smaller, right? So I do not ever recommend diseased plants going into a home compost pile. So make sure that what you put into your compost pile is, is healthy plant material. And if it is diseased, I, I would rather see you haul it away, burn it, or, or put it in the garbage, or you know, bury it, which I, I don't know of anybody who actually buries, but um, I would rather see that happen. Um, sometimes an option is to till things in place, but rotate your garden to another location and maybe come back to it maybe three years later. Um, you can also rotate the plants so that you have something that's not susceptible going in the second and third year. So other options. So it's not it's not all uh, hopeless when you do have a disease. It's just knowing about it, and we can help you sort through it. But so back to your your question is, I do not recommend putting them in the compost pile. But there are situations that we can till it in, and that would be a compost in place. Okay. So the main thing is, and, and this is something that I always recommend for everyone that I talk to, is that we need to find out what we're dealing with first. First and foremost, we need to know what we're dealing with on a disease, and then that'll kind of give us a direction to go as to how to handle what we've got left. 
That's exactly right. You hit the nail right on the head there. Okay. Okay. Uh, Dr. Goche, is there anything else you'd like to leave us with before we wrap up today? Um, just that, um, take advantage. Everyone should take advantage of their county extension service. Um, Kentucky is very unique in, um, in our extension network. We have a very strong network of agents and do rely on your agent for a lot of things, a lot of questions, and um, we will work to get you the answers. Anything anyone needs, that's what we're here for, and that's what we enjoy. So I hope you don't call me with diseases, uh, but if you do, I am delighted to work with anyone. Absolutely. We appreciate you joining us today, Dr. Goche. Good to talk to you, Garrett. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Rock Egg Podcast. For information on any of the content in this podcast, please contact Garrett Coffee at the Rockcastle County Extension Office, 606-256-2403 or garrett.coffee at uky.edu. Make sure and like, subscribe, and share our podcast. Thanks for listening today.